I I'm in a interesting space. Uh, I I had a realization that I I didn't like celebrate a thing that I feel like most trans people celebrate, which is like crossing six months on hormones. Right? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You forgot your own anniversary. Yeah, completely. And then like like a, like a dude would so. <laughs> <laughs> feel failure. Or someone who just doesn't get sentimental about dumb sure, shit. Asperger's fine. Yeah. yeah. We can always go Asperger's. <laughs> yeah. Really I, I tried to make a joke about this where it's like there's a fine line between being socialized male and having Asperger's. Totally. It's really uh it's a flip of the coin, like what those symptoms are. Yep. Or like what they're like emblematic of. You and I are both confused about our gender re Aspergers. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, apparently like uh, over a month ago, I passed my six mark month or six month mark. So you're at seven months. I don't know exactly anymore. I just I remember uh, seeing someone on Tumblr like post about like. I'm on it for six months now. Yay me. Look at me. And like, I follow different trans reddits where people post like status updates of their transition. Like I don't ever post, but I just look at it and I was like, Oh shit. Like I wonder, I gotta be getting close. And so I went to like a Google calculator thing and it was like, you've been on it for like six months and 22 days or something like that. I was like, fuck. Oh, you missed your chance to get your good Instagram like fest. Yeah, everyone just like circle jerking, like you're so go you. Good job for doing what you would Mm -hmm. be doing anyways. Right. Well. So, but it has been you know over six months now, and it's been pretty fucking awesome. So you made it. You made it past six months. Yeah, and it's been awesome. God hasn't struck you down. Not that I know of. I mean, Mm -hmm. I could have cancer. I haven't found out about yet. What if all trans people get cancer? (laughs) I mean, we statistically we're at a higher risk of breast cancer and shit because of pumping estrogen in oh, our really? bodies. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's been interesting. There's been a lot of things that like I feel like I'm justified in hating or having a hatred for reading other trans women's accounts of their transition now. Because mm-hmm. like beforehand, I would read it and they would all say like similar shit. Where it's like, here's what you're gonna feel. Here's what your body's gonna go through. I was like, yeah, no shit. And I, it annoyed me because there wasn't anything insightful in these right. like uh, stories. And now that I'm going through it, it makes me hate them more because there really was no depth to those stories. Or like, right. I guess people are just shitty writers, but it's just like things where it's like when you're talking about your boobs growing, is either people going, "Yeah, it's so great and lovely, and I feel myself now," or people are like, "Yeah, it doesn't really matter. They're just more fat on the front of your body." But it's like no one talks about like the first time you feel your tits shift when you bend over mm-hmm. and just going like. <laughs> yeah there it is or the fact that like like i had never really touched my own boobs a lot before that uh-huh. before i started taking hormones and so it's a thing i've had to learn to do because it feels good uh-huh. like if i'm ever masturbating or having sure. sex my thought isn't like oh i should touch my boobs to make this better uh-huh. and now that i have kind of started to like learn that and make it a habitual thing it's like kind of hitting the nitrous in like a fast and the furious car where it's like oh shit Oh, this is crazy. This is so, so fucking fun. So you should probably start blogging about your uh, hormonal experiences. No, I'm not doing that because I'm not fucking gay. Well, I'm just saying if they were doing a gay job of it, then maybe you could do a less gay job of it. I don't want to. I don't like... I mean, we have this podcast. Yeah, so this I guess is it. We can just do that. This All is right. my. This is a gay as I get is this blog yeah. or this fucking podcast. <laughs> this blog. Yeah. Fair um, but yeah, it's been nuts. Like the emotional thing has been another thing that I think is just like wildly, uh, or not wildly, just poorly talked about. Hmm. 
you know, people will be like, yeah, you're, you have emotional mood swings or like, uh, you know, you might start crying more. You might like feel things more deeply, which are all true, but like it feels very reduction, reductive and simplistic. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's not just that those things happen. It's that like a world of emotion kind of opens up and everything kind of starts to exist on a more even playing field. So you're not just feeling happy or not just feeling sad. You're feeling like a conglomerate of emotions at one time that are all kind of equally weighted. And you have to kind of like vibe back and forth between those and learn how to deal with that. Hmm. And it's been so much fucking fun. Like it's been so nice. Like I feel more level headed and even keeled than I ever have before. Except for, which is the one thing that like I'm still dealing with is like when I have like a uh, random like emotional like breakdown you mean like that time that you were being mean to me yeah that's what i was mm-hmm. going to talk about which uh-huh. is like it hadn't happened like it happened twice before that like when i was dating grace and i was like feeling or shit it happened twice before that when i was dating my girlfriend and like feeling all teenagery and emotionally I and mean, that was like within the first two months right yeah then after that it pretty it kind of petered out pretty level and then, yeah, the other day, I don't know what it was or what set it off or, like, what... I don't remember either. But, like, I turned into, like, angry, like, emotional, you like... You like, PMSing. Yeah, yeah. Like, fucking ridiculous, like, uh, stuff. And, like... Uh, I was being uh, very understanding. Yeah. I'm surprised. I don't... I just don't have the wherewithal to treat people that well. Like, when they're in that mode, mm-hmm. I'm glad you did. I've been dating women for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm used to people's outbursts. Yeah, I mean, I got angry and, like, uh, frustrated and, like, called Ariel. It was, like, ranting about shit, and then... Being very sensitive and defensive. Yeah, defensive with no, like, logical coherency mm-hmm. behind it, just, like... It's all emotion. Just, like, feeling and need to talk, yeah, yell or say this shit. And then I, like, stopped at a liquor store and bought a bottle of whiskey, and I was just like, fuck it, I'm just drinking by myself tonight. And then Ariel came over and brought me, like, a peace offering of, like, eggs and a Pat Benatar record... And Austin and like, was um, shirtless and, <laughs> and listening to, like, metal. And I just sat there for a while while Austin folded clothes. And um, I was just like, okay. And then, well, and then we couldn't record an episode that week because we just wound up smoking and drinking and talking. You got shit-faced. You got shit-faced. You weren't shit-faced? I, didn't I have to drive? I don't remember that. Yeah, you wouldn't even remember. Yeah, you were shit-faced. I was drunk by the time you got home. I'd already, like, pounded, like, two yeah. or three large glasses of whiskey and hadn't eaten dinner. And then... Yeah, we wound up going and getting food or something. Or we no, went to the parlor and got pizza, and I drank more there. That's right. Smoked a bunch of weed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's been the wildest thing to experience. Like, the body stuff is fun. Like, fun fact, I went to the doctor the other day to get, yesterday, to get STI testing, because mm-hmm. I'm a responsible adult, um, and, like, I had to weigh myself, and it was, like, I gained 10 pounds since, like, in the last over six months. Yeah. And it's, like, I don't... Your body fat distribution is changing. Yeah, but it's just, like, uh, it's it's fun and interesting, because I didn't think that I would have gained that much weight. I just thought it was going to shift around. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I know my ass has been getting bigger. My tits have been getting bigger. My hips are bigger now. My mm-hmm. thighs are bigger. But it's not like disgusting and bulbous or anything or disproportionate where it's like, holy shit, like I've gained so much weight. I still feel relatively the same and mm-hmm. then are just wildly different. Wow. But Congratulations. Yeah. So that happened. 
Uh, well, I'm happy for you. It seems great. Yeah, I think I'm kind of jealous, like, because the parts of me that think about taking testosterone and the, the, the parts that I would like about that, what's frustrating is that I do like my androgyny. And so, like, I don't want to grow more hair than I already grow. And um, I'm just worried about, like, just getting too masculine. Whereas I feel like with estrogen for you, like, you're still getting to live in a place uh, like of androgyny, you know, and even for now, but that's not my goal. Right. But I just mean, it's not like, um, I don't know. You're not, uh, I don't know how to say what I'm trying to say. Um, it's making you, you don't, well, I mean, I guess, but you're getting boobs. So it is, uh, for you something that there's, like very uh physical evidence that you're um more one thing than another now you know whereas for me like there are parts of testosterone that i'm really attracted to and there's other parts that threaten my androgyny where you know yeah i mean i think given i'm not an endocrinologist or a doctor but one solution which you know a lot of people do is like there are different goals with taking hormones. Like mm-hmm. one thing my doctors like consistently like talk to me about is like not, not just making sure my hormone levels are where they should be, but she's asked like, what are your goals? Like what's, what do you want to get out of taking these things? Mm-hmm. And so for you, it's like, maybe you're like, yeah, here are the things about testosterone that I've heard that I like. Mm-hmm. Is there a lower level dosage I can take where I don't take it and fully start growing a beard and a bunch of body hair? But I can kind of just bump my testosterone up a little bit yeah. and get hmm. some of those effects. Yeah, I guess I'll look into it one day. <laughs> All right. Well, that was the estrogen corner with Austin Smart. Uh, <laughs> so when we come back, do we want to do the uh, weird gender term of the week? What should we call that segment? What the fuck does this mean? What the fuck? Yeah. When we, <laughs> go- when we come back, we'll have our first installment of what the fuck does this mean? This is the Gender Fluids Podcast with Austin Smart and Ariel Norman. A podcast about all the sex and all the people. Look us up on Twitter at Gender Fluids Podcast, on Instagram at Gender Fluids Pod, or just put Gender Fluids Podcast into any search engine you have and follow us on everything you can find. All right, and we're back. We're here again. Uh, so this is our what the fuck is what the fuck does that mean segment, uh, segment of the week, uh, which is the segment we decided to do after talking to Livia, who just did not understand a lot of the what we consider to be basic gender language we toss around. So. Well, and even some other people have mentioned to me that sometimes they get a little caught up and even gay people uh, get a little, a little caught up on some of the words. Some of us who are enmeshed in this uh, world, this community, this whatever you want to call it, um, kind of, because even a lot of the terms that I don't know, I spend enough time in it that I start, I've been learning more and more and more terms. Yeah. And once you have like a basic knowledge through context clues, it's you can easy. fucking put together stuff. Right. But there's a lot of people who aren't quite there. So let's help them out. Uh, so the terms that I picked for this week are uh, 
AFAB. AFAB and AMAB. That's what people say. You always see, you see them written down. Yeah. AFAB, AMAB. Which stands for assigned female at birth and assigned male at birth. Right. Which really goes back to fucking square one of gender theory, which is separating sex from gender. Right. Which, if you really want to dig into it, also they kind of did away with that even later on, but that doesn't matter. But yeah, so basically. I mean, should we even be saying assigned male at birth or should we be saying assigned masculine at birth? No, I think we should describe the actual terms and how it's commonly used. Okay. So it is ascribed male at birth and ascribed female or assigned female at birth, which just means when you pop out of a vagina, someone goes, you're a male or mm-hmm. you're a female. Like it's a boy, it's a girl. Mm-hmm. Except the difference being uh, when we use AFAB and AMAB, what that's specifically referring to, especially if you hear it in a gender context, is uh, your biology or right. like what kind of like genitalia you were born with, what kind of body you were born with. So were you born with a vagina and breast or were you born with penis and a breast, you know? Right. So most of the time, like when I say vagina person or penis person, what I mean is assigned female at birth or assigned male at birth. Mm-hmm. It's going to be pretty rare that that wouldn't line up. Also, you know, uh, I was having a conversation about this the other day and they were saying, the person I was having this conversation with was saying that they'd been listening to the podcast and actually have stopped using AFAB and AMAB because they like vagina person and penis person more. They were like, yeah, I picked that up from y'all and I've been using it because it does feel better because... You lose, it's it's even more biological in a way, mm-hmm. and it loses any sort of gendered context. Right. So it's like, even if you say assigned male at birth, and we're trying to think purely in a biological context, it still can get confused with masculinity and things like that, and like wrapped up in all the problems therein, right? Right. But penis person, it's just like, yeah, you're a person that has a penis. And like... Good. I'm so glad that someone else, uh, you know, because I, I know I'm being kind of funny when I say that, but... It's also just like, yeah, no, that that's devoid of baggage and judgment or whatever. It's not I'm not spo- I'm not trying to be disrespectful or whatever. It's like, no, I, the reality is I'm a vagina person and I'm going to deal in that reality. And there's just the reality for people, whether they're a penis or vagina person. Yeah. I mean, I guess it gets complicated if someone's had bottom surgery, then we can maybe well, then you're a vagina person. Go back now. to. Yeah. I or, mean, but we could go back to being like you were assigned male at birth at that point. Yeah. Yeah, because at that point, it might be pertinent in some sort of medical situation to be like, yes, I do have like slightly narrower hips if I'm having the surgery or something. I don't, I don't well, even know. Well, or just if know. we're just discussing someone's childhood and their psychology or or your whatever, you, yeah, you yeah. know, sometimes you just have to use these terms. Um, but yeah, it's a way to. It's a. It's a way to talk about somebody's like biology and their history without like offending their gender. Right. Yeah. Without causing them some kind of dysphoria or um, getting into misgendering territory. Yeah. So it's just a it's just a kind thing to do. And, you know, if you do have a friend who is um, genderqueer in some way, you know, just listen for the terms that they use. Maybe ask what kind of terms they prefer, because there's lots of different options, really, for all these things. And um, figure out because honestly there's so many different terms and different people like different things and we shouldn't be thinking that there are like the correct terms and incorrect terms yeah man that's the thing that annoys me is like 
people try and have these arguments, even queer people. This isn't just like men's rights groups or right-wingers being like, you're trying to police my language. There's people on the left trying to say what is and isn't correct and how we should and should not talk about people. Right. <clears throat> and I think that's like a fundamental misstep in any sort of progress we're making. Like, totally. if we have a slew of words to pick from, let people decide what they want to be called and then just fucking be a cool person and roll with it. Right. You don't have to understand it even. You just have to go like, oh, that's what you want. Okay, cool. That's right. what you want. But we don't have to be like, okay, within the queer community, if a majority of people like this term, then that's what we're going to go with for everyone. Like, yeah. why would we do that? So, because in, if it's people talk about asking for pronouns, but pronouns are such a small thing. You might want to also ask about some of these other gendered terms. Like, I mean, I don't really like the word queer for me and I've kind of given into it and I'm, I know all the reasons to give into it and I do, I try to use it some and I do use it some, but you know, it's still not my favorite thing to be called. And so like, it's just, it's just like a sensitivity thing of trying to figure out what words like some people might really not want you to mention that they're assigned male or female at birth. Yeah. Um, they might, and they might not want to be called a vagina person or a penis person and they might, you know, but so that's the kind of thing where if you're really trying to be a good and sensitive person, you don't have a list of official terms that are the correct terms. You just figure out for each person that you're talking to, you know what they like. I mean, yeah, I, I used to be in the opposite camp where I was like, we have to come up with, all these new words and memorize them. And then I was like, wait a minute. Like I used to have every cheat code for grand theft auto five memorized. You're telling me I can memorize those like 10 button sequences, but I can't remember my friend. Somebody I care about prefers this thing. Right. It's an well, absurd. And also th- that friend, every, all of us need to be very forgiving of people not always being perfect. Um, but we're yeah. just talking about that's what, that's what kindness, politeness, and maturity are. You try your best with each person to you know be a good friend to them and then you try your best with each of your friends to be understanding if they're not perfect yeah that's it but for you listeners out there who are online and dating and trying to find people to hook up with or on FetLife or tumblr if you see someone saying i'm an afab trans boy that means they were assigned female at birth but are now a trans boy and that's how they identified they're just giving you some hints as to what genitalia they're working with. Because there are people who have er, genital preferences, which is not a bad thing. A lot of people will call you a turf or something like... transphobic or whatever. Yeah, for having genital preferences, which is fucking stupid. So stupid. It's like if someone's like, I like dating women, and they only want to date... They'll date women with vaginas or women with dicks, but they won't date a trans man with a vagina. Some people will be like, well, you're transphobic. It's like, well... You're now a man, so you fall out out of my purview. Right. You're no longer part of like the thing I'm interested in just by the cultural space right. you're inhabiting. But if you are, you know, a liberal who is like aware of these terms and stuff, and you say I only date women, and you leave it at that, and then you refuse to try dating a trans woman, it's not that there's anything wrong with that. You just might want to start saying um, I'm attracted to cis women, but then I see, I just feel like the problem there is if someone tries to be honest about that, just to be useful on Tinder, I feel like there's some people who are going to see that and be like, that's fucked up. It's like saying you only date white women or something. And I'm like, "Uh." it's not though. Yeah. Especially not on a dating app where it's just like, we're just trying to save some time. Also having like a preference so far as like trans versus like cis, like 
partners is not equivalent to racism. It's just yeah. not. There's fucking different ballparks. Like, there are plenty of dudes out there that only want to sleep with people with vaginas mm-hmm. and don't want to fuck me. And I don't think they're transphobic because there's plenty of people out there that are like straight dudes that I just don't want to fuck. And it doesn't mean I hate straight dudes. It just means they're not really my purview. I will, f- I would fuck them. Like, they would probably fuck me. Like, if I'm drunk and like wanting to get laid, I'll fuck a straight dude. That seems fine. But more often than not, that's not going to fall within like a thing right. that's interesting me. That's not. Yeah. Fun. And we all have types. Yeah. You know? And so I was thinking about this like, okay, because there's a part of me that thinks I'd be more likely to date a trans dude than a trans chick. Um, but then I thought, oh, what does that mean? But then I thought, I'm not really sure because like the only trans women that I've ever seen that like, like really passed to me. Um, were like super feminine and i wonder if i ever met a trans woman who like like really had really passed which sorry that this is something that i would need but my brain just doesn't i can't i'm just not attracted to someone if they're not kind of like i don't think you need to apologize for that i think we've qualified several times beforehand that passing is not a goal and not a thing that's necessary to obtain to be a real trans woman right and i'm not saying anything about who someone really is i'm just saying for me like uh, i don't think i could be attracted to a trans woman who who like my brain goes it like me Yeah. yeah and and um and so but i've never seen a trans woman who passed who i've seen some trans women who i'm like okay i would not i really that's that's a woman but they're always hyper feminine they're always high femme and Mm -hmm. i'm not attracted to high femme so if there was a trans woman who was low femme i wonder if i would be attracted to her but passing and like i've just never seen that or at least not known that i was seeing it but i don't think i've ever seen it so if you're out there and you're low femme and you're like really you've done a shitload of transitioning send me a picture yeah come give ariel that sweet d yeah well or if it still works if not no worries but yeah, give her that sweet no, d I was, yeah like a limp dick that's see and that's another problem i mean mine's still working for now thankfully right. although speaking of being on hormones for six months my cum way less like i used to have like fairly like voluminous 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 very voluminous uh load of cum happy Uh, to hear it awesome yeah but now really kind of like the world uh, is a better place with less male cum yeah i I know i don't like cum it's not a thing i enjoy unless it's like being put inside me then that's cool but like i don't like it touching it or like having to like engage with it but now it's just like more of like a little jackson pollock splattery situation just kind of like excellent yeah I'm, I'm very happy to hear that. Me too, man. It's one honestly been one of the hidden perks. I was just like, yes, 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 yes. Good. Yep. Hear that? Come is disgusting. Come is disgusting, Thank dude. You. And Pe- what, what? Penis come. Male penis come. Yeah. Normal, uh, healthy testosterone level penis come. Pretty disgusting. disgusting. Yeah. Uh, you know, and Check if that. you like it, shame on you. Shame You're on a you. Horrible Something person. happened to you as a child. Yeah. We fucking hate you. <laughs> Oh man! Oh good. But uh, yeah, AFAB and AMAB. Pretty straightforward, and but it's one of those things where I'm like, to me, that's straightforward, intuitive, but it isn't everyone. So that's why we're gonna do this little segment of what the fuck does that mean? Yeah, and you know what? If you want, please steal penis person and vagina person because honestly, I think it's a better solution because it's like, what were you born? Did you have a vagina or a penis? Let's just get it out because that's what we're talking about at the end of the day. 
like unless you're talking to a medical doctor, you wouldn't say like AFAB uh, to for any other reason because it's like you're not describing your natural hormonal levels when you're using that. Typically, you're not describing like your bone density or any other like the few like biologically like right. distinct like factors. Right? right so you're I talking think... about what your genitals were well, when you're born. And but we're I'm mostly seeing this on Tinder. Um, or in like Facebook discussions of stuff. And so I think if you're on Tinder, like it just depends on the kind of temperament that you want to put out to the world. A lot of people just want to display their like also their kind of liberal politics and inclinations or whatever. And so then they're going to use the terms, AFAB, AMAB, just kind of, it's an inside knowledge thing to, you know, whereas if you just want to kind of like show yourself as like a chill person who's like pretty comfortable with yourself, I think penis person, vagina person is pretty good for that. We are very in tune with the universe, as you know, you know, very spiritually uh, attuned. And um, so we're going to give you uh, your astrology, your horoscopes. Yeah. For for the month of June. I mean, you know, we did DMT on episode one. So we are point. kind of one with everything now. And I've so. been meaning to meditate for quite a while. So I'm pretty much. On this that. is essentially <laughs> that. Yeah. I did microdose on acid the other day. So, you know, I'm still I'm still feeling that. I know. I did some on 420 and it was very nice. Yeah. It was a good, was a good little <laughs> day. Yeah. Fuck pot. Let's do acid on 420. Perfect. Yeah. I smoke weed every day. But I only took one hit. It was yeah. nice. Okay. So we're going to give y'all our horoscopes. And if, as you know, Ariel's very into astrology and I'm not, but I do appreciate it. And so I feel like... Between the two of us, we've read enough astrology books, and I read a monthly horoscope every month, and I feel like we're qualified to come Mm -hmm. up with our own uh, horoscopes, right? Yeah, sure. Why should we not do it? Capricorns in June, um, you're probably going to get pregnant. Capricorns aren't in June, first off. No, in June, this month. Oh, for the month. I was like, Capricorns are December. Okay. So um, Capricorns we, are getting pregnant? Capricorns are getting pregnant. All of them. Well, the ones who are physically capable um, are going to get pregnant. Or so the ones who aren't are maybe going to get their partner pregnant on accident. Yeah. If it, not on purpose. Yeah. And y'all should welcome this. This, is, this might be that you might be. Capricorns are great parents. Yeah. And you might be, you know, impregnating someone with the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So why would you abort that baby? Always a possibility. If anything, we need a population boom and y'all are going to be responsible this month. I'm largely in favor of aborting most babies, but I will say that any Capricorn babies who were conceived this month should not be aborted. So just watch out, Capricorns. Mm -hmm. Um, That's all. That's all we'll say about that. Moving on. We got Aquarius. Uh Oh. Yeah, I know. Dangerous it's a, people. You're all getting waterboarded. Oh. Um, I know. I mean, maybe not literally, but emotionally. Ma- um, emotionally, uh, maybe literally, you know, you might discover that's your kink this month, but. Oh, being emotionally waterboarded, that is a great kink. Or physically waterboarded. Sure. Some people like that torture fetish, and that might be a part of your brain that's becoming unlocked as, like, as you move through this month, move through this sign, like, things are going to open up to you, and waterboarding will be one of them so mm-hmm. just be prepared just embrace yeah embrace aquarius embrace mm-hmm. next up pisces oh man there's so much emotional work for you this month um it's if you're not in therapy just start therapy 
if you need to add on a, a new version of therapy, whether that's a literal therapist or doing yoga or talking to your mom for the first time in years or whatever it is, you just, this is a month for emotional work and, you know, you avoid a lot of things and you need to stop avoiding them. Come on, Pisces, get your shit together. Seriously, you're, you're coasting and you need to, you need to really buckle down. Next on our roll call is Aries, the wonderful, wonderful Aries. Aries, guys, this month, y'all need to get out into nature. You need to go out, you need to walk in nature, you need to find a tree or a bush or a good hole in the ground or a stick, and you need to fuck it. That's <laughs> where I thought we were going. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's you. Wait, if you meet the stick, is like you're fucking yourself with the stick, or I'm giving penis people and vagina people options. Oh, okay. You know, it, whether you're sticking your penis in something or sticking something in your vagina or, your or something in your butthole. Yeah, you don't have. You can finger a thing. You know, go dig a hole. Go kiss a hole. Fuck something in nature, or go, fuck yourself with something. in Yeah, nature. go make out with a rock for a little bit. People talk about. You needing to reconnect with nature and Aries, this is your month to do that, but in a more intimate way than you have ever done. Right. Really intimate. That's yeah. the right word for it. Yeah. You know, I, I know it's technically quote mother nature, but now it's not a time to be afraid of metaphorical incest. Mm-hmm. Well, or metaphorical uh, attraction to women. If you're not, you know, historically attracted to women, you still should have sex with mother earth. Yeah. Don't be such a faggot and go fuck mother earth. Yeah. Aries. Good point. Taurus. Oh, dear. Oh, I know. What am I going to do with them? What are you going to do with a Taurus? <laughs> they just don't even make any sense, really. Um, Y'all are hopeless. So any advice we can give you is probably going to be... You're too stubborn to even listen to this, right? Yeah. So I don't think that many Tauruses probably listen to our podcast. And if they if do... If you know what, that's your assignment this month, Taurus. Listen to the back episodes of our podcast. Yeah. Have you listened to every episode? Great. If you have, re-listen because we know you didn't listen well enough. Right. And pro- and and let us know if you're a Taurus who's listened to every episode of our podcast. Please do let us know because we could, you know, if we're wrong about you, we really need to be made aware of that. Yeah, and you know, we will issue a formal apology if there's a Taurus who has listened to every episode of our podcast. The other things you're like, why aren't we getting advice? Like, what's what do we have installed for us this month? That is what you have installed for yeah. you. Listen to our fucking podcast mm-hmm. more than you ever you have before. Need it more than anyone. Maybe it'll be a Da Vinci Code esque thing where the first word of every podcast will speak to you and give you a message. We, I don't know that. That's this is your sign speaking to you. We're just speaking to you about your sign. You know, and you should probably do more drugs. I don't think yeah. Tauruses are doing enough like psychedelic work no mm-hmm. no although honestly seeing the tourist symbol of the bull is like i would like to eat some bull testicles again soon they're delicious mm-hmm. so if you're cool. a tourist out there that happens to be a butcher hit me up okay moving on gemini oh boy <sighs> you guys you know y'all are cute uh you're so fun cute. so fun but here's the thing this month Y'all need to get a little more metal. Y'all need to start playing with some needles. Y'all need to bring that into your life. How are you playing with needles? I don't know exactly. Whether whether you're going to start, uh, you know, your nurse practitioner job, like drawing blood. Maybe you're going to get into needle play and start poking yourself. Maybe it's time to start wearing a safety pin through your ear and be a punk rock person for once in your life. Uh, Gemini, you just need to, you need to get into needles this month and make yourself a little harder. Get a little more edge to you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know... If heroin is that needle for you, I can't endorse it, but I'm not going to be a cock block and tell you not to do that heroin. 
You know, I would just, go ahead and say don't do that. If you're going to do heroin, just don't inject it. You got to start small with that. You know. Yeah, if you're going to do heroin, Gemini's one, be good at math. Right. Two, starts. Start small. You don't want to go straight to needles. Yeah, maybe well, that's put, a real waste. Maybe put a needle in your arm as you snort it there to create go. a positive sensory experience correlated to that needle yes. going in your arm. Right. You For go. me, I can't do veins. Veins yeah, or well, needles and veins, and are it's weird. best not to, you know, until you're like so addicted that that's the only way you can feel it. Really, that's it's a it's a waste yeah. to do it. Unless here's the other thing: if you're not playing music either, only snort it. Now, if you're playing music and you're good, go ahead and shoot it up. And we've seen what good heroin can do only to if, good musicians. Yeah, if you're a good musician already, but like it's not going to make you a good musician. Yeah, I don't know. We told Gemini's to play with needles and heroin. Okay, well that shows what we think of Gemini's. <laughs> Cancers. Go get a breast exam. (laughs) (laughs) It is so unfortunate. No, no. JK, cancers, JK. (laughs) It's so obvious. Uh, Uh, No. Um, But I mean, everyone should get a breast exam. So why don't we just stick with that? (laughs) Yeah. Just uh, just in case it is time to get a breast exam. And it doesn't have to be um, from a doctor. If you're not if you're like still young, just maybe get on Tinder and meet a date and then have them give you a breast exam. Yeah. That's always a good thing to do. Play doctor. Yeah. But who doesn't want to play doctor? You know? Well, I don't want to play doctor. I want to be examined. Well, well, yeah, play doctor with someone else. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah cool, we're cool. both bottoms. We get it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, cancer on the real, though. This is your time of the year to throw some nice seafood parties. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to meet someone at one. You might have to throw a couple of seafood parties, you know, nice crab boil, nice crawfish boil. It's a little out of season for crawfish. It is, but they're still around. Okay. They're not... It's some, out of season, but not un- not attainable. chewy crawfish boils. Not if these cancers do their fucking jobs okay. and, like, boil them correctly. Okay. But, you know... It's asking a lot of a cancer, but... I, yeah, I don't have a lot of hope for them. No. Leos. All you. It's all me. Oh, Leos. I feel... <laughs> <laughs> I can't look you in the eye and do it. Fine, I'll look away. <laughs> it's just weird. Now everything I say is just like, yeah. Um, I'm just talking about Ariel, so this is fucking uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, we know other Leos. So maybe imagine one of your other Leos and then just go there. Yeah, one of of the other Leos I know is my ex. I know. Um, There's lots of Leos. I'm going to think of Leonardo DiCaprio. Lil Leo. Okay, Lil Leo. You're going to end up face down in a swimming pool at some point this month. Um, Whether that's just doing the dead man's float, actually dead. Maybe you tried to do a cool dive off a board and do a belly flop. Regardless, it's going to be a benefit for you. You're going to end up looking good because you're face down in the swimming pool. You know, fingers crossed, some of you dive into that swimming pool and the bottoms pop off um, of your swimsuit. Mm-hmm. That's going to be good for everybody around. That's definitely going to attract someone that wants to fuck you or be around you. So you should lean into that. You should, you should get into your face downness in the swimming pool. Also, for those uh, Leos out there that are fucking stupid and haven't watch The Great Gatsby or read The Great Gatsby, he ends up, you know, dead in the swimming pool. So mm-hmm. there's my Leo-Leo well, connection. I'm hoping not to be dead, but it does sound nice to maybe meditate, you know, like a f- floating yeah, face down dead for a man's while. Float. And the, yeah, I can, I can enjoy that. Or, you know, you're And if someone in, wants to fuck me, that would be great. You're getting in a race. You're at a swimming pool party. People are like, let's race from one end to the other and back. And you're like, fuck yeah, I'll do that. I'll race anybody. 
You mm. dive in. Your bottoms come off. Are you going to be a little bitch and stop? Or are you going to fucking kick ass with your bottoms off? Yeah, you do that. They're only slowing you down. Yeah, someone fucks you. for. Yeah, they fell off for a reason. They're drag right, on you. You win the race and then someone fucks you as a congratulations. In or on the side of that pool? Preferably. How do you feel about in pool fucking? I've done it. Um, you do it for a minute. I've always been hesitant about how sanitary it is. I've never actually looked into whether it's okay because, like, oh. I've never been fucked in a pool. Really? No, I've only fucked other people in a pool. Mm. I've only been the penetrator in a pool, and so is, and, is and like anal harder. I get probably yeah. In general, I, I've it's never harder, done anal in a pool ever. Yeah, I've only had pee in the V in the pool, and the thing is, it's like. You can definitely feel the water wicking away your natural wetness, and almost at times you can feel the water going inside the vagina. Maybe right. I don't even know if I I don't know if that's me imagining it no, having happened. No, for sure. That's why I'm saying you can do it for like a minute for fun, and then I've done it for a while. Yeah, but you know, is it safe? I don't know. I think I know for sure hot tubs are way less safe. Really? Hot, yeah, hot tubs supposedly are a breeding ground for bad bacteria and things oh. like that, like especially getting up inside you. That sucks. But um, I've de- I've fucked on the sides of pools and things like that. You know, putting someone up on the pool ledge while there you're you at their height and just like going down on them. So cool. So they have sex in a pool, Leo's great. Well, I, like I, I don't or, know if they're gonna have sex in a pool, but they're ending up face down. I, in a I pool. feel like we're gonna have sex in some pools. Me, me and my Leo people. <laughs> sure, that's, that's what, what I'm, you want. That's what I'm going for. It's not my. That's not my prediction. But fine, fine. <laughs> Virgo Red. Sorry. Is, this a, is that a song? Virgo Red? What? Mm-hmm. It's Roy Ayer's song. I don't know how that is. Virgo. Oh, Virgos. You are going to get into some online shopping this month. I know you don't do it very often, um, but right now it's a time to treat yourself. You don't, you really just don't treat yourself enough, and this is the right time to do that. Who cares? It's the summer. You should feel good about yourself. Just buy yourself some fun things. Short and simple for our Virgo fans. Mm-hmm. Guys, we're moving on to Libras now. And Libras... I doubt that many Virgos listen to us either. I don't know enough about it. Or they it. wouldn't let us know if they do, you know? Pussy-ass motherfuckers. Yeah, come on, Virgos. Stop being pussies and, like, write us in and, and tell us your opinions. Be like, fuck you. Tell us I'm your a nerdy ass. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing. We don't dislike people that write us that are like, fuck you. If anything, it's entertaining us during the boring days sure. that we, you know. Um. So, guys, moving on to Libras. Libras, y'all are going to get into weightlifting. Um, y'all are fixing to maybe not extraneous weightlifting and maybe not even in like a capacity of exercising, but you might get into suddenly being having your face sat on. And you're oh. trying to push them back up oh. off it. You're trying. You're going to get into things where you're fixing to have to use your body to move weight around. Maybe you'll find you have a passion for helping people move in and out of their maybe apartments. You'll start dating fat chicks. Yeah. Who knows? Ten. Lord knows everybody needs some. So get out there. Find somebody heavy that you want to push around or that can push you around. Just think about it. If you are trying to get stronger, right, you should date larger people. No, not necessarily. Well, it's just one good way to, you know, make Mm -hmm. exercise fun. I mean, well, realistically, if you're trying to get stronger and you're trying to find a person to do that, I would start with like a tiny person so you could like bench them That's and true. work your way up. But work it with start start purposely working your way up, Libras. Yeah, but y'all are going to get into weightlifting. Also, fun fact: those tiny one and two pound weights are wonderful sex toys. Whether you're doing like a nice like 
pressure point exercise or trying to put a small weight inside of you or somebody else. Those are things that uh, our Libras should start to exercise with or use in their day-to-day routines. Um, Put some ankle weights on. You never know. You might be meeting a foot fetishist who wants to get kicked in the face real hard, and you need to beef those calf muscles up. Those are things Libras need to be looking for, at least in the month of June. We'll see where we get for July. Sure. Moving on to Scorpio. Oh, Scorpios. Um, you got anything? I don't know. I like. I'm, I don't know who what a Scorpio is. I don't <laughs> it like doesn't them. matter. No, I know, but I like to think of a person if I can. Um, Unless it's someone you know. And yeah, it has to be like the right middle ground <laughs> kind of person. Yeah. Scorpios, y'all are fixing to get into the TV show Fear Factor. Let me tell you, mm. all like I know it's like kind of cliche. Just cause you, that's their scorpions. Well, yeah, I was like, say I know it's cliche. Like, I know it's not a unique idea, but you know, I feel like a lot of Scorpios are a little cunty and haven't taken the time to appreciate Joe Rogan as a host That's of a Fear good point. Factor. You know what? A lot of people judge Joe Rogan without really engaging with him. He has some good points. He has some wonderful points, and you are about to get into him, particularly as the host of Fear Factor. Like, personally, my two favorite reality TV show hosts are, or three, are uh, Gordon Ramsay. Mm. Jeff Probst from Survivor and RuPaul Charles, the three best reality TV show and hosts. Then Tyra right Banks that, is in a tight. Joe Rogan. <laughs> no, he's not one of my favorite he's reality. Top Fifty, t- but <laughs> he, but I'm saying so far as reality hosts go, mm-hmm. he wasn't that great of a host. He was just a, he was there, and I enjoy his podcast and his like comedy more, right? But you guys but are fixing Scorpios. to get into this TV show like I'm into Survivor. You're fixing to find strategy in it. It'll give you a passion for life that you had not yet discovered until mm-hmm. you really watched and dug into the show. Hell, you might even be the person that invents your own reality TV show because of how inspired you are wow. by getting into Survivor. Yeah, this is I a mean, big month for you, It is. Scorpios. It's, it's a thing y'all need to be happy about and celebrate. Don't resist it. I know it's an early 2000s uh, reality TV show that is no longer on air. I know that it has <clears throat> certain pejorative kind of like connotations surrounding it, but... This is for you. This is your time. Give it a month. Mm-hmm. Breathe it in. Live it. It could just be a it. month, you know, but have a love affair with uh, with Fear Factor. Yeah. All right. Sagittarius, uh, you're about to discover that a food that you thought you had an allergy to this whole time, you actually don't. You were just being a little bitch. So. Leave it at that. Leave mm-hmm. your epi pen at home. Go fucking just try eat some it. foods. Mm-hmm. Uh, Astrith, we are not responsible for any uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> allergic reactions. Or hospital bills. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Due to you eating some shit, you probably shouldn't have. But you should. But you shouldn't. But you should. Just, you know, just see what feels right. Yeah. And um, that's it. That's it for our horoscopes this month. We'll see y'all next month for July. We're back. But back. And we're both single, right? You consider yourself single? Yes, very much so. As do I. Yeah. But. But that is a weird term. Yeah, it's not always easily defined. And pe- I feel like everybody has a different idea of what single is. Right. I don't know. This this came up for me because I was, you know, I've been single for a minute now for several, few months. I would mm-hmm. say, I guess few is an appropriate term. Yeah. Four-ish right yes something like that and 
after going on dates with people, I've had a few different people ask me like, oh, how long have you been single? And I give them my answer of like four-ish months. And I'm like, oh, nice, nice, nice. Wow, I can't believe you haven't seen anybody in four months. And it's like... <laughs> Well, seen I, a lot of people. <laughs> I was like, I didn't say that. Like, I've been seeing a couple people consistently for a couple right. of months, right? Like, I've been sleeping with and, like, regularly, like, going on kind of, not dates, like, official romantic dates, but, like, hey, let's go do a thing together, right? Mm-hmm. I, I guess I should say, I differentiate a romantic date of, like, hey, let me take you out. You, let you take me out to go somewhere as opposed to, like... Hey, let's, let's go meet on a, up. Let's go on a date and kind of like hang out. Like that's like a fun day as opposed to like a, a explicitly romantic date, right? I see. A romantic date in your in your mind that's not just like let me take you out, but it's also like we are assessing each other as potential. Yeah. Mates, yeah, it's a little bit more serious like yeah. as opposed to just casually going out with somebody. Mm-hmm. But I've told people that's like, "No, no. I mean, there's two people I've kind of been, you know, Fucking, see, fucking and like seeing him old text or like message like randomly yeah like oh well you haven't really been single then it's like what the fuck do you mean i haven't been, I've been single? alone <laughs> yeah not single yeah but i've had this yeah. interaction with uh, more than one person has like ha- said that to me and so it made me think like what the fuck do most people consider being single that's interesting right yeah well to me it's like well the word single is like you're alone in the world in terms of you don't have a partner yeah um and and so like in some ways the term like i was kind of explaining to somebody the other day like i'm very open to like i'm i'm in my single like for me um like i don't know i don't know why i'm distinguishing that i'm single like but i could have a girlfriend or multiple girlfriends people that i call girlfriends and still consider myself single because I'm not partners with those people. Um, and so that's why I'm saying, like, even if you then don't think I should call myself single, let's say I have one to five girlfriends, um, <laughs> then, but I'm like, no, I'm still completely like, I am my own person. I am, there are no rules that are like, oh, you're not allowed to go on a date. You're not allowed to have sex with someone. You're not, no, no, like, I'm independent and single and completely just like open to whatever I might want to do. That is the status is single. Yeah. I mean, it's really interesting because I, I definitely agree with you. And I think the idea of using the word partner as a distinguishing factor Mm -hmm. is kind of smart Mm -hmm. because it is different from girlfriend, at least for me, because like girlfriend, in its most basic form, it's a friend that's a girl that I might fuck, right? right? Or might be involved with. But having, but that doesn't like take away my singleness. Right. Like a partner is somebody you're in, intrinsically tied to, right? And bound with, as Y'all opposed have some to some kind of arrangement. And yeah, and you're you're not single. You might still be open. You might still be in all kinds of open, you know, things. But like, yeah. but you are not single because you're partnered. Yeah. Like I had, I, you know, I've been one of the two people I've been seeing kind of regularly is polyamorous and asked me recently, I think I mentioned this before, what should I call you? Hmm. Should I, is it okay if I, I've had people ask what you are to me? Is it okay if I describe you as my partner? Because that's what they use to describe everybody that they're engaged uh, with polyamorously is th- that's one of my partners. One of my partners, yes. And that's a common Some thing. Some people the, use that, yeah. Yeah, it's a common thing in the poly community, especially. And I was like, I, 
I don't you, care if you, if you do sex that before the word partner. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, know. exactly. I was like, and I said, like, look, I don't care if you do that. If that makes you more comfortable, but personally, I'd prefer you just refer to me as like that girl I'm fucking. Yeah. Right, because it's like, as you said, partner's like a partner in life. It's yeah. a partner that we're moving through. You this guys thing are helping together. each other get through this fucking life. Right exactly. Now. Yeah. Right. And yeah, so that's why. And I, it just appealed to me like I very naturally came out of the gate because I've been single for two and a half months now. And I very naturally was just like, if a, if I have a girl in or a woman in my life, which I, I mean very different things by. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but if, if I do, if they're in my life, like there's someone that I'm talking to regularly, organizing uh, outings with, whatever, then I'm just going to refer to them as one of my girlfriends. Like I wouldn't say my girlfriend. Um, unless I'm already in the conversation where there's plenty of context, but I would just say, yeah, she's one of my girlfriends. Yeah. Um, and that I think conveys to people everything that I'm trying to convey. Mm. You know, it's also, it just draws into question in my mind. The people that have asked me this question have both been cisgendered, you know, I won't say heterosexual cause they're fucking me, but like, cisgendered queerish whatever women Mm -hmm. but like not like for all intents and purposes they don't seem or appear or have expressed to me to be going through any sort of gendered thing on their own or to be intimately involved in queer communities so pretty what culturally cishet women gotcha interesting even though they're not cishet right yeah they're not het i guess yeah they're just cisgendered right but when i've had this conversation with them and they've been shocked at my response of saying I'm single despite the people I've been with consistently. It makes me wonder, like, are there, are y'all really just not, like, not fucking anybody? Or are you just having one night stands and only having one night stands other, if not, then you are in a relationship with some person. So Right. It's for, kind of some old school shit. Yeah. So I think maybe for them, it's like, okay, if we're fucking more than a few times, we're not just casually dating. Like we're moving towards a relationship right. instead of just being like, yeah, you're just kind of my girlfriend or you're just kind of my boyfriend. And we're just kind of doing this thing but i'm still single but you're you are my boyfriend but we're single right you know that's some like 90s movie shit to me yeah i mean but i hadn't you know it's uh my mother has consistently said to me um ever since i was little it's like you know you always imagine that uh the world is moving and progressing along with you mm-hmm. and that everybody is like right there along with you so far as ideas and then you have moments where you're like oh yeah of course no one else is like <laughs> right. exactly along with me i'm way behind on this thing yeah or the other yeah but i genuinely had that moment in those conversations where i was like oh shit like i guess there are most people probably i i would assume are still stuck in that i think it's just really divided i mean i think that it depends on yeah what city you live in or if you live in a city or not or a big city or not and it also depends on how old you are and how gay you are queer you are or whatever you are i mean i think like or how chill you are how chill you are how how much you date you know um because you are in a position to be one of the most you know, avant-garde in this regard, mm-hmm. um, people, you know, here you are a trans chick in Austin who is a comedian and a, a queer podcast. Like you're yeah. enmeshed in a world uh, of of dating and sexuality and everything. And so, of course, you're going to be like the most, in your mind, evolved about 
I don't even think Not of even, it as evolved. I just though. mean like have, you've changed the most, you know. Like we, you're because because what you're talking about seems very old fashioned to me. People being like, "Hey, if that's what you do, you you have sex or date, and then yeah, it leads to we're probably going to be partners." Or if we're not it's not a anymore. one or two time hookup thing, yeah. Whereas you're like, "Oh no, there's a whole world of possibilities," um, and that doesn't mean anything necessarily. Yeah. I guess the reason it was so shocking was that I had not. I I feel like I've had my mind expanded in a lot of ways so far as gender and sex and just society are concerned over several years. But this is the first time I've really been confronted with my idea of singleness being changed, right? Because mm-hmm. I think beforehand, I definitely fell into that category. And by beforehand, I don't know what time marker I'm differentiating between. I just know at some point, I remember that being my definition of single as well. I don't know when exactly it changed, but in being single now and so aware of how I'm engaging with people, I've realized that my kind of definition of what single is has, has is different. It's changed, yeah. and I never had to contend with that. And it also made me, for the first time, really consider like, wow, what the fuck are most people thinking and going through when yeah. they're defining themselves as single? Like, how are people defining their experiences as a single person? Especially since, like, you know, polyamory, especially, you know, in, look, in small towns and, like, rural areas and smaller cities, of course it's not, like, a hip, cool, easy thing to get into. But in larger cities, especially, like, Austin, it's a thing that's around everywhere. So how are people yeah. who are aware of this and next to it engaging and thinking of themselves as being single? Yeah. Well, and it's interesting, you know, because I was in New Braunfels last night and talking to a comic there and... I can't remember how we got onto some topics, but he didn't know he what he doesn't think of open and poly as stuff that's very widespread at all. And I'm like, yeah, well, in the major cities, they are. And you look through people's Tinder profiles, especially at least you know the girl on girl action that I'm looking at. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like every like literally almost everybody either mentions that they are poly or open or something, or they have to specifically mention that they're not. That's how widespread it all is in the major cities. And so it's like, at least, again, at least in like the queer, you know, type community. I don't even think it's queer because I see so many cisgendered heterosexual couples that are both poly and open. Like, I think it is just a large city thing. Yeah. So if that's the case, if you are in a big city, it would be interesting because I think of it as like, oh, things have changed, but I don't know. I mean, I've changed so much and I'm in such a different place than when I was dating in my 20s that like, it's possible that there's a lot of people in their 20s who aren't thinking the same way I am about like cool all these great possibilities of openness and having a bunch of girlfriends and blah 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 who are still in that mindset of like oh I'm looking for someone to maybe get married to and if you're in that situation um you're not going to click on my Tinder profile presumably but um there are some people on Tinder for instance um or however you're meeting people that you don't know if they're um, looking for a partnership or not. So they might still have that thing where they go out on three dates with someone, make out, have sex, whatever, and then think like, oh, we're probably, if not in a relationship now, moving toward a relationship, whereas the other person could be like, yeah, you're in my hotation. That's, yeah. I mean, yours, right? <laughs> I also, I just want to say, I'd never heard this phrase before until you brought it up, but I love the phrase hotation. Dude, are you not watching Insecure? 
I I did, but I watched it at work, so I kind of just have oh, to watch it. No, you got to watch that. Potation is wonderful. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's a great thing. So, you know, I see my the thing that frustrates me on dating profiles in particular and things like that are when no matter your gender or orientation or anything like that, people who are cunty about how they present it, it's like, I'm Polly, and if you don't like it, get the fuck over it. Or, who- or people who are like, <laughs> I'm not looking to be your unicorn. No couple, fuck off. Oh my off. God, it's fuck like, you if you like dick too much. I'm like, I don't like yeah. dick, but I still don't like you anymore. But I think yeah. it's like, I'm sorry that these people are on here clearly communicating their wants and needs. Right, I know. Sorry like, they for made being it really easy for you adult. to know to not waste your time on them. I'm Yeah, that's such a good point. Like People on their profiles, there's so much like that. There's where a lot like, of p- indignant motherfuckers on there and i don't understand it right like just say what you do want why do you need to and swipe fucking left on people who are swipe left on the couples swipe left on the people who are into yeah i was just reading one i wonder if i took a screenshot yeah and here's the thing is that like people i take a lot of screenshots of people's stupid dinner profile i used to but then i never did anything with them so i just did away deleted them but one of the things that annoys me with the dating profiles and things like that are that you know let's take a cishet girl Mm -hmm. on tinder and she has not yet put no couples no i don't want to be a unicorn on there yeah right and so she will swipe on girls who are because uh, more often than not, it's just the lady on there with that's going to like audition girls yeah. for their boyfriend, right? Or he might be stuck in a couple pictures. Which I don't understand but, that. Why are people... Because a well, lot of times the guy is in there. Yeah, yeah. But my point Sorry. being is that like... So they'll go through and they'll get a message from them like, hey, we are looking for somebody. And after a while, they get annoyed with getting those messages. But instead of just putting like no couples on there just that's it just no couples not like any fucking big statement about it they put a rant about it or put something in it's like no no you just have to say no couples it's not shitty to say that that's just what you're looking for but for so for some reason it skips that like nice polite step so tired of couples who are i'm not your fucking unicorn yeah 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 and then, well, I mean, what you were saying, where it's like, why is it just the girl and not the guy? It's, I, I would society. say it's like half and half, but I wouldn't like, well, let me see what the guy looks like. You're not cute enough to justify yeah. an ugly dude. Like, and, you know, I mean, even when they're super cute, I'm like, dude, I, it's a lot of girls have ugly boyfriends, even dude, super hot fuck girls. Ugly boyfriends. Fuck ugly boyfriends. Oh. So I'm like, if I'm going to even consider this. You need to put the dude up there. I'm not going to, I don't care enough. I mean, but again, I'm not their best audience. Like I'm not their, their best chance at this, but I'm like, I would just think that that was, it's a good thing. Like now, now this girl who wants a threesome has to just get invested in you enough to be like, okay, now send me a picture. Why, why is the girl so willing to put herself out, but the guy doesn't want to be seen? I don't get it. I mean, so the, the logical answer, I guess I have. That and this isn't even my answer. This is an answer that I've heard several sex advice columnists give, which mm. is like, one, it's society. So women have a larger chance, a greater chance of like finding potential partners than men do, particularly straight, cisgendered, heterosexual men. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I guess straight and heterosexual is redundant. But, you know, you get my point, right? Yeah. And then two, it, it also comes down to what's that relationship dynamic? Is it where... Maybe the girl is the one wanting this and the guy is uncomfortable with putting himself out there. Maybe it's like, you know, because uh, I know for a fact you're not on the other side of Tinder looking for men, but there are plenty of men that I've matched with that are also in couples and it's just the guy on there. Interesting. So often one of the two like people in this relationship will be sent out 
to be the one to find somebody and kind of like do all the screening because the uh-huh. other person's down for it, but they don't want to screen people. No, they want to talk to people. I still feel like they could put the picture in there. And if the dynamic is like, well, you're going to mostly be my girlfriend, but maybe you'll be open to threesomes or something. No, no, no. Not even that. It's just like, look, if it's me, an imaginary girl, let's call her Alice. Mm-hmm. Alice and I are trying to like find a third person. But Alice is like, yeah, I'm down to do that. But I don't want to talk to people. I don't want people that don't know me seeing me. Mm. I ha- live a life where I don't want my picture out there because yeah. of my job to know that this is part of my life. Me being awesome, it's like, I don't give a fuck about any of that. So I'll screen people. I'll gotcha. be the first point of contact. And then it's also, it's a layer of protection, right? It's a privacy thing. So it's sure. like, it's like, yeah, I'm going to make sure whoever, I'm going to go meet them for drinks first before either of us meet them. Right. I'm going to talk to them for a bit before I meet drinks, before either of us even meet I them see. a third time. It's just like working people through that. I think Tinder has the unfortunate air of being a hookup app. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people, it is their first foray into having a threesome or an open relationship. And so uh, their kind of guardedness comes off as cuntiness. Yeah. As opposed to like Tinder being more open to like a long term audition process. And by long term, I mean meeting two or three times before we all fuck together, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's not, j- but I get it because I'm the t- on the other side of what you're describing, which is. I want to see both of you. I'm not looking to audition for your couple. Right. I want to. I want y'all to go ahead and both be chill. I want to just fuck both of you. I just want to see who you both are. Let's meet for one drink. Right. If y'all are cool, y'all are cool. If you're not, you're not. Right. That's it. That makes sense. But indignant motherfuckers get in the way of that. You know. Right. They create a culture of hostility. Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I just, I just see their profiles, and I'm like. Okay, I just think I don't like your personality. So great, that made it easier for me. I mean, and it, like there was one woman today, and I, I didn't screenshot it, but I, I I remember reading it where I was like, I generally think she was cute, and like a lot of her profile was pretty great, but she was just a little too adamant again about all she was saying was like, stop describing, ladies, if you're if you're too into how much you like your man's beard, um you know, fuck you and ladies who just like ladies, thank God for you or something. And I was just like, Hey, you just took, you're so focused on yeah. this that you're giving me a weird vibe. Well, I mean, what it's kind of, it feels like to me what it's turned into is more of a social media app right. for espousing your own opinions on dating as opposed to finding somebody to date. Right. Yeah. It's like, why, why are you wasting your energy on that? Like you'll be able to tell very quickly and you're matching you're swiping on people like you'll be able to tell very quickly yeah um whether or not this person is gay enough for you or straight enough for you or bi enough for you or whatever enough for you and if you don't get that you'll get a fairly close approximation yeah and just ask anyway Uh, related to this whole you know rolling off the tinder train um how do you define hooking up oh yeah it's funny. I mean, hooking up, like phrases like hooking up have been funny for a long time. Like I remember the phrase talking to, you remember talking to? Yeah, that's a country thing. That's um, an 80s small town thing. Yeah, we're talking. Well, that it was happening in Houston in the 90s as well. I mean, yeah, it's just... Well, okay, country, southern, I should say. Sure. Um, but it's just like these things are purposefully vague to some extent. And so I think like I don't want to be too critical of the fact that it doesn't have a specific... Um, like a very narrow meaning I think that's useful to sometimes be able to say hooking up but I do think that hooking up there should be some 
um, lower limit and upper limit to what hooking up is. I think unless fingering or orals involved, you haven't hooked up. Like you have to at least be having lesbian sex. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you're like if you just dry humped or you or or if or if you've made out and you just blew a dude or you just went down on someone, then you should say like, yeah, I went down on them. But if it's like a two-way thing where it's like I went down on them mm. and then they went on me, it's like then you hooked up. Then it was this reciprocal kind of sexual experience. So you need experience. hooking up to be reciprocal. Well, what do you? What would you call? So there's something like, uh, would you just call it making out if if you were kissing, but also humping, and also someone uh, went down on someone else? Like to me, like no, that's perfectly great for hooking up. If if you got drunk and you were just like, oh, we made out and we were dry humping and then um, she went down on me, for instance. I wouldn't like, consider that hooking up. But then what would you call that? I, w- I mean, I would just name those things. But what if you are in some context where you don't really want to be specific about exactly what you did or didn't do? Like hooking up, that's what I'm saying. Hooking up is useful for that because you can say I'd say you... we had a good time. We got together. Okay. I would use some, for me hooking up. So the reason I had that reciprocity in it is like going off the idea of like it should at least be what we consider lesbian sex. Okay. So like I think, you know, at one point in time, if your your mouth or your fingers going both ways needs to be in or on the other person's genitals, right? Mm-hmm. So either you need to be fingering somebody or have your mouth go down on them and they either need to finger you or have their mouth go on you. And like, that's like baseline hookup for me. If you're just like dry humping and like you kind of diddle somebody and maybe you get a little bit of a blow job. It's like, yeah, it's like, that's just, that's not a, what if someone fucks, what if someone fucks me with a strap on? That's a hookup. What if I don't do anything to them? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But th- I'm saying that reciprocity is only necessary at that baseline so level. What, so if a girl f- fucks me with her fingers for two hours. That's a hookup. But there's no reciprocity. Uh, yeah, that's true. See so you know what yeah, I'm but saying? You, yeah, like, but you just said like she fucked you with her fingers. Right. She didn't finger you. I see. So, so you're saying if someone's if just someone rubbing f- your clit, then that's not a hookup. But if they fuck you, then it is. Yeah, you can. Because here's the thing. It's like fingering someone's not just like a ubiquitous act right like Uh there's a difference between just kind of like casually rubbing somebody and getting someone turned on and like going there a little bit and then like i'm gonna fuck this finger fuck the shit out of you okay yeah that's a hookup right i see you know a a horse like this isn't uh fucking you know bible you don't have to abide by this but just kind of my book it's like yeah, if someone just goes down and like blows me and then like I finger fuck them for a little bit. I don't consider that a hookup. It's like, yeah, we had a good time together. Wait, so now you're finger fucking them and they're blowing you and you're still not calling it a hookup. <sighs> yeah. See, you know, you're falling apart here. This is I'm not trying to hold the hard line. Uh, no, but this is why we have the term hooking up. There's a lot of ton there's tons of combinations and if you just if you want to be vague about exactly what happened, but there was some yeah. sexual things happened, you you didn't just kiss. Um, I think that you can call it hooking up. I, yeah, I mean, you're right. Like, I, I'm not going to tell anyone not to call what they did hooking up. It's just for me, it seem it feels like hooking up has a slightly more severe, not severe, but slightly more intense kind of like connotation to it as opposed to like, I do use the term like, yeah, we got together. Yeah, like we had a good time. Mm-hmm. Like things like that are like, you know what I call high school fun. Like I got a blowjob and fingered some. Like, if you, like, if we're not going to define sex as PIV or PIA intercourse, then I think that then 
sex being looser than that um, leaves there a, a hole for hooking up to fill. See, for me, hooking up is sex. Okay, so if so, you're hooking up, you have had sex. Yeah, so I can. I guess. Yeah, I guess. I, so for me, like hooking up, like actually. Well, see, that's what I'm saying. So why not have two terms? If sex is one thing, then hooking up is something slightly more amorphous and maybe less than that. Like, I just just had this like large fucking flashback to high school when I was having this conversation where I made the argument that hooking up and sex were the same thing. In my Mm -hmm. head it is. Hooking up is just a colloquial, what -hmm. I would call queer version of sex now. It's like, yeah, we hooked up. It's like... In high school, when I made this argument, it was in a conservative town, so sex meant penis and vagina. I see. But I was like, no, hooking up's the same thing. Like, okay. if you two, if I go down on someone and they fucking give me a hand job, that's we've hooked up. You know, you're just so, trying to say we. I also hooked up. I see. Yeah. So for me, I guess hooking up might be like a higher sexual activity than what you're kind of relegating it to. Maybe of like. I'm just, yeah, trying to, this way we have two different terms. We have sex, which means, to me, sex is, I think, kind of what you're saying. Like, if, if someone, if one person either finger fucks or goes down on the other, I call that sex. And it doesn't have to be both. It could be any combination, but to me, as a lesbian, um... If there's oral or there's finger fucking, I'm gonna go ahead and call that sex. And if there is... As you say, what you know, hand stuff or dry humping, um, boob stuff, whatever the like in that territory, I'm just going to call that hooking up. That way, I have two different terms. That makes a lot of sense. I guess for me, the differentiation between sex and hooking up is is like if I say I had sex with somebody, it's typically a bit more involved, both both physically and emotionally, mm-hmm. as opposed to hooking up is like. Uh, a little less emotionally involved. So, like, I've had guys fuck me before, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't be like, the next dad didn't say, like, yeah, I had sex with this guy. Like, yeah, hooked up with this dude. So it depends for you on the emotional... Yeah, I guess that's what I'm getting it. at now. And see, here's the thing. People are like, why are y'all doing this podcast where you don't give people <laughs> answers? It's like, yeah, we're figuring shit out on the fly here, okay? Right. But yeah, it is. It's more, I guess... And if you I, have hard and fast opinions on what is hooking up... Uh, go and, fuck and yourself. <laughs> either go fuck yourself and or, uh, you know, write us and let us know. It is interesting because here's the thing you know it's nice to have the ambiguous term of hooking up Mm -hmm. but because it is so ambiguous ultimately you still end up describing exactly what you did so like yeah i hooked up with so-and-so last night and someone's like what what'd y'all do Mm -hmm. because we don't really know it's just like you can be like oh i want to leave it at that but it's like oh well i did xyz and then they fucking just put finger in my butthole there you go and so if you if you say you had sex they might make up their own interpretation of what sex means and just leave it at that so if you say hooking up then you get to dish about what you did yeah or you know the most universal option Hmm. yeah fucked them yeah there you go even if you're like they went down to me (laughs) yeah we fucked that's my version of them of fucking them yeah I guess you could sit in that case, but yeah, face fuck the shit out of them. There you go. Have you ever face fuck somebody? Like in an aggressive way where I was like. Not necessarily aggressive, but like they're not just going down on you. Like you've got their head and you're like thrusting into them or you're sitting on their face and thrusting on their face. I don't like being gone down on that much. So that's not really a thing for me. So no is the answer then. You haven't face fucked. Yeah. Well, I'm just, I don't want it to seem like I'm just being a little pussy about it. I no, just don't it's like. Not, it's just something some people don't do. It's I just don't a, like cunnilingus that much. 
toward being done to me so i don't or, I mean, it wouldn't I'm, come up. I'm in the same boat. I've rarely. Although maybe I would like it more jobs. if I, I. Yeah, I wonder. I always. I'm wondering about like what, how much of that is gender dysphoria stuff. Yeah. Have you ever tried being in a more masculine position? No, but I have thought about that. I've I've been tinkering with some fantasies that have led me to think that, oh yeah, this is just a dysphoria thing. I mean, you know, armchair advice. Not that I'm a professional sex advice person, but like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ride someone's fucking face. Like, tell someone to lay down, go fucking get on top of their face, and grab their hair and just like fuck their face. Like, own them. Be a little I'm fucking a, such a bottom. I know, but you know what? Play with the masculinity of dominance for a minute. Yeah. Doesn't mean you have. Doesn't mean that you doing that's your new thing. It's just like you know what? I'm gonna fucking try this and see what comes out the other end. I do. I need to do that. Well, so like a fantasy I was having was wearing a strap on and then a woman like blowing you blowing me so then i was like mm-hmm. i mean that's hot yeah it one not just like uh me not saying me imagining you do it but like uh-huh. as a person who hooks up with a lot of uh you know vagina people uh-huh. and likes to get fucked like i enjoy blowing a strap on and right. a lot of like vagina people enjoy having like their fake dick sucked yeah yeah, one time when I was drunk, uh, a mini like a decade ago, uh, that idea was toyed with it a little bit, and I, I was like confused by that for years. But like lately, now I'm like I'm starting to explore some ideas too about like, um, so you know I don't, um, I'm like attracted to like low femme typically, and yeah. but and so but I I've always been attracted to masculine center people, androgynous people, like people who are in my range. Um, but then I always just have this thing where I'm like, uh, I can't really imagine us being together. So I just don't really ever pursue that. Um, like on the dance floor I have in years past when I've been like out at the clubs more. Yeah. It's been like, you're so hot. Like let's do we would dance. But I just never could like take it any further. And a lot of times it seems like they wind up kind of having bottom energy too. So neither of us is getting anywhere with that, you know. But anyway, so I recently started fantasizing about it some for various reasons and i realized like oh with those people i just have i have to slash would get to think of that as like you know i have all these man-on-man fantasies so it's like oh oh i could be having man-on-man with these other masculine of center people well i was gonna say that that's the way i am with trans women and and you know women that more fit my idea of what i'm attracted to it's like it's an attraction to self yeah. It's, it's your own gayness. Yeah, it's, like it's being you gay want, again. You want well, that's what's so weird about like have that sameness. Yeah, and I don't really feel like a lesbian anymore. I don't really like that word anymore because I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm attracted to women in a way where I'm more of a guy, but I'm but I'm still gay, which is such an interesting thing because my future second ex-wife you know once talked about that she was like i just think that like gay people are just attracted to sameness so like if you transition i just think that you would be like you would find yourself attracted now to men or whatever and i'm like men men still that's like such a whole thing but it's a different bar yeah but yeah being attracted to your sameness it's like oh right um I think I don't think I would ever stop being attracted to women, you know, but then yeah. like I'm also there's still like this gay part and yeah, over the years it just kind of has grown stronger in terms of like some kind of attraction. And so it's like a safe like oh like you don't have you still don't have balls, but mm-hmm. I can have this man on man situation. 
I mean, that was a thing that really led me into realizing my own transness and that I was a trans woman was my early high school boyfriends. Like I had, I had great sex with them, right? Mm-hmm. Like we had a great time together. And even into college when I was hooking up with other guys, I was still kind of twinky and things like that. Like mm-hmm. experimenting with gender queerness and gender fuckiness in my early years of college, but still identifying as gay and hooking up with men. A big issue with me was even though I could hook up with a lot of guys, I never was that into it because I always knew they were attracted to me because I was a guy. Yeah. And I didn't know that was why I was uncomfortable at the time. It took me a minute to realize that, but it's the same thing you're talking about. It's like, yeah, it's like I could fuck these other women, but like they're fucking me because I know they're seeing me as this woman, as opposed Mm -hmm. to if I'm fucking somebody closer to my masculine of center representation, that's vibing in the same space. I am. I either need to fuck. We're on those gay lines together. I either need to fuck women who see me uh, the way that I, well, not just either, but I want to fuck women who see me um, in this masculine way, but or I could fuck MOC people who would vibe with me in that way and yeah so it's it's just tricky it would be really tricky for me to find a cis man who who all the stars would have to line up for me to be into it but also like he would have to see me in this way that I want to be seen because otherwise most likely he would be fucking me as a woman and it would just get really weird I don't think I mean, I'm not saying it's not going to be tricky, but I don't think it's as tricky as you think it is. Yeah, I just got a lot of hang-ups about it. We'll see. No, no, no. I'm not saying you have to do it, but I'm just tossing it out there that there are a lot of gay men who, like, identify as gay that like dudes that would find you attractive because you do inhabit that space. They're attracted to... They have to, like, look really straight for me to be attracted to them, you know? Yeah, I, mean, I don't I'm <laughs> telling you those people are out there, know, but I they're know. attracted to that masculine cultural space that you inhabit. Right. It's not an impossibility. Yeah, we'll see. The sexual fetish of the week. Bam. Boop. Okay, that was off key. Go on. Uh, it's free jazz, <laughs> so go fuck You're right. yourself. That was very artistic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, my sexual fetish of the week is one that I'm actually going to be participating in tomorrow. Uh oh. Yeah, it's gross. Fun. What is it? Uh, it's a kidnapping fetish. Oh, oh, never mind about gross. Go on. So, I have been. Uh, And by been contacted and roped into, I mean, I volunteered to Mm -hmm. be the getaway driver for a fake kidnapping. Okay. I know two people who very consensually are going to fake kidnap another person. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to be the getaway driver. So they're going to bring this person out of the house, put them in a car. They put them in the trunk or what? Well, it's a pickup truck. So okay. I don't know if they're going in the back seat. I feel like they'll go in the back seat. Yeah. I don't think we'll put them in the trunk because that lo- the two people that are being the dominant ones in this situation would lose control over him, right? Sure. So he could feasibly escape from this fantasy. So I think they're going to put him in the floor of Is the- this all men? What do we got here gender-wise? It's me, two cis 
women, or I don't know their gender expression, but they're vagina having people okay, and vagina a penis people. having person. So vagina people, and you are kidnapping a penis guy. Yes. Okay. And so we are going to fake kidnap this person, uh-huh. drive them around for an hour. Okay. Drop them off at a second location okay. where these two people will take him out of the car and then dominate this person. So the two for a while. of them are going to dominate him. Are they going to fuck him? I don't know. I didn't ask the specifics because that's where the extent of my you involvement to, ends. Does that, is that turn you on to be a part of, or are you just being a good friend? It kind of turns me on. It also fulfills a fantasy I've always had of being a getaway driver. Okay. It's just a fun fantasy. That's not like a Yeah, it's not a thing that actually turns me on, but I am very excited for it. Because they were like, we need someone who can drive a large truck. And I was like, bitch, I got you. (laughs) And here's the thing. They didn't tell me how big of a truck at first. And so I was just like, look, I'm good with anything up to a tractor trailer. But like if if it's a (laughs) semi, if it's a semi, I can drive a stick semi. Like I know how to do that. Like... I had a job for a while where I had to like move those trucks around and wash them. So it's not hard for me to drive them around. But I was like, yeah, are we talking like a box like van, like a Mm -hmm. U-Haul type situation? Like what's up? So, but yeah, kidnapping fetishes or just a kink in general is a huge thing. That's a good one. I mean, I'm going to say of all the kinks we've talked about, that's probably the best one. I mean, it's right up my alley. Yeah, it's fun. It's like, yeah. every. So there's a lot of like, you know, what people used to call rape, what's more contemporarily called ravishment fantasies where huh. someone's taken. Because like, here's the thing. Rape like necessarily involves like an intense emotional trauma. Hmm. Some people like just being forcibly ravished. Sure. Which is a little bit easier to digest is still a little bit of like a renaissance fair word we need uh, yeah but it's just like you know some people who have past trauma with like sexual assault don't like admitting to themselves Uh, not out of like an ashamedment but just a hardness of like having to google rape fantasy you can google ravishment and find a non-consent fantasy yeah and so it's very much rubs up and against that where it's like is someone breaking into your house to do that or Mm -hmm. You know, because I, for one, have do have a fancy of being kidnapped and taken to a place and having things done to you, whether it's sure. a human or an alien being abducted oh, by aliens <laughs> and being experimented on. Like sure. the idea of being taken and the idea of the transit and being just in a place you don't know what's going on. Yeah. And that suspense is what it is because we're driving around for an hour. Yeah. Before we drop him off at the second that's location. Of, that's a lot of foreplay. I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this guy is just going to be handcuffed and ankle cuffed in the bottom of uh, in the floorboard while we drive around. How much is him. he aware of what's going to happen? He knows about the kidnapping, presumably. But does he know? So... <laughs> Here's the, I have no idea. You're just I'm like, not I'm not in on the planning of it. But you, yeah, you for the listeners, Austin knows that it's all consensual. But um, I mean, that's what they've told me. Although I was talking to <laughs> Eric Nimmer, who's been a guest on here before about it, and he was like, "Bitch," he's like, "What if they are just fucking using you?" He's like, "What if you fucking drive this motherfucker around and then later get fucking arrested because you actually kidnapped some yeah. bitch?" I was like, "I would be in on that," but at, at the same time. I would also love to show up to the courthouse and like show my Facebook messages where it's like, uh, your honor, here's the message where they're like, we want to fake kidnap that person. And I yeah. respond, oh, hell yeah. Rainbow emoji, squirt emoji, squirt uh-huh. emoji. Let's do this. <laughs> um, yes. Well, good. I hope that for your sake that they're being honest with you about the, the consent, but I'm sure they are as yeah. well. Kidnapping fantasies. There's These a are lo- friends of yours who you trust, I take it. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Okay. But it's a it's a very real thing. 
and it takes a lot of different forms. Um, you know, some of them are forceful kidnappings. Some of some people get into the idea of being drugged mm-hmm. and then just waking up another place. So the actual process of the kidnapping isn't involved. It's the idea of uh, the disorienting factor of relocation right that's cool some people like just someone trying to kidnap them and then fighting back and then bargaining their way out of being kidnapped by fucking them yeah like i know you wanted to kidnap me but if i fuck you will you just leave me here oh that appeals to me more i was gonna say because i'm 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 um curious to see that i'm not getting like super aroused by this kidnapping business because uh, i would think that i would but i think it just seems I don't know. It's all kind of elaborate and it's very involved. Yeah. And it's just like, it seems like a, a lot. Like, I just don't, I think I don't like my non consent to be as um, Interactive. theatrical. No, just like not as theatrical, not as like, because my, my non consent fantasies really aren't rape like. They're not really like, I either like stranger rape or like kidnapping. They're more like the person has a role that they abuse. Yeah. You know, and so that kidnapping doesn't really lend itself to that because that's not a role that you're abusing unless you're, you know, unless you are my professor and you can, I don't know. I mean, if we're taking it to your military fantasy, you're a private in the military and your superior officers tell you you have an assignment that you have to do in a medical ward and you say no. And so you wake up in the middle of the night and you're strapped to a gurney and they take you to a facility. You don't, you don't know mm-hmm. where you are at and now you're strapped down and like, we're going to see how much dick you can take. That's a kidnapping. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. That seems good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Nice smile. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, fuck. This is not related to our fetish. Just tossing this out for our listeners. We're going to start live streaming. Oh, cool. I have the camera set up. I have the drivers downloaded in my computer. Uh, so people will keep a lookout for that. We'll start a Gender Fluids YouTube page. And maybe we'll do it on Facebook. Maybe we'll do it on YouTube somewhere. Maybe we'll have to pay for it to watch it at first. I don't know yet. But we will start doing that so you can see Ariel smile when she says shit like that. <laughs> We're just like, sure, sure, sure. Sure. <laughs> yeah, my my oh, I got turned on again. Smile. Sure, sure. Uh, all right. <laughs> wow, this was fun. Yeah, it was good. And look, did we go into detail into kidnapping fetishes? No. Do we ever really go into detail about our fetishes or give you a true education? Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> you just explore. You know, see it's, if it's something you're interested in. It's not our mo. Word. But uh. But uh, you know. Y'all have a good night. Y'all have a good day. Y'all have a good time at work. Uh, we hope you've have enjoyed a good time it. In the bedroom. Yeah. Until next time, y'all. Bye bye. This has been another NPR production out of Safe Space Studios. We're broadcasting on 66.6 FM. That's KFUX. Peace. Ciao.